suggest a new strategy, Arthur? Only different in your mind. Smut Hut. Uh, my name is Kay. Uh, I'm also known as Blajaba the Hut here in the Smut Hut. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and AO3 at DRKLDYKAY. And hey, it's Sophia, known as R2, gave me the D2 in the Smut Hut. You can find me on Twitter at Lady of Rebellion or on Tumblr at Our Lady of Rebellion. This is our second installment of our charity fic. We went ahead and we offered some five slots up a couple months ago uh, for authors to uh, recommend some of their own fics or fics of their friends uh, so that we could review them. Um, And our donations were going towards flipping the Senate in Georgia which is more and more important today as we hear that Donald Trump is searching for 11,000 votes, just like hanging out on the floor. Yeah. I don't know, like just maybe it fell between the voting machines. Yeah, he's just hoping that Raffensperger in Georgia can just like dig him out of the like dig him out of his desk somewhere. So anyway, uh, today we are reviewing Fix by Ari, uh, who is Midwinter Spring on AO3. And on Twitter, they're Midwinter S-P-R-I-N-1, okay? And so Ari has uh, donated money to Black Voters Matter, which is an awesome organization you should definitely take a look at if you're looking to donate money uh, for grassroots organizations uh, in Georgia. And so the fic we're going to be reviewing today, we're actually reviewing two. Uh, The first one is a dangerous collection of all my favorite things. Uh, And so, okay, here's some of the tags. Our tags are fantasy. Femme Kylo, who is a really fun uh, iteration of Breha, which is kind of like an interesting, I feel like a second gen sort of Femme Kylo that's been going on recently. Um, I know there is a couple artists out there who draw a lot of this Femme like Ben Solo. I feel like that's really the difference is that Breha is more of like a Ben Solo sort of like Femme mm-hmm. versus Kylo's just Kylo. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. So, yeah. So we've got gender fluid. We've got uh, monster fucking, horn fucking, tail fucking. So you can't... I don't even know. You can't can't say no to that. Uh, We've got some edging, some praise kink. We've got wing kink, vaginal fingering, uh, vague Faust references. Gender fluid, lesbian, monster fucking. Exactly, exactly. And so I would say probably the only thing that might be... Something you have to worry about in regards to tags is definitely uh, if you're not into monster fucking, because there's a lot of monster fucking here. As you can tell, we are connoisseurs of the monster fucking of the truck variety as well as the the real variety. It's just it's there's just something very hot about an otherworldly, technically inhuman creature just getting hot and bothered over you. I mean, I mean, yeah, because it's okay. So for me, because it means that you're hot to more than one species. Like it's like, it's like people, they go and they visit ostriches for the first time. I'm not saying that I want to fuck an ostrich. I'm just saying if an ostrich started doing a mating dance at me, I would be very flattered. Yeah. And just be like, wow, this ostrich thinks I look very attractive. I mean, your hair's looking really good today. So, (laughs) and honestly, you know, as someone who's in the market for husbands, plural, I would really appreciate it if men showed their interest by trying to do a mating dance in front of me or bringing me shiny things as opposed to saying things like, you know, Emma. 
I mean, I'm just thinking about the kind of mating dance someone like Hux would do. I feel like he would he would bring you lots of like hot tea. It wouldn't even he would just be, bring you like delicious it wouldn't even tea. Be a dance. It wouldn't be a dance. He would um He'd like put your legs on his lap. He'd basically ask you, you know, is there anyone that I can kill for you? Oh yeah, but then or he'd send and then yeah, he'd send his minions to do it because yeah, he no, keeps he his hands yeah, clean. He, do it, he doesn't no. want to bring any of is that there, back is home. Is there anyone that you need removed currently that would make things easier for you? And, and then he would like, bring you a cup of tea afterwards. Yeah, and then we would see if my cat got along with Millicent. I'm sure she wouldn't. Pimi is very no. spicy. Pimienta is a, is a only child, and she likes it that way. <laughs> so monster fucking. So the. This is only one chapter, so it's pretty short. It's only 3,000 words. <laughs> I miss you, Michelle. <laughs> and uh, our summary today is Nerdy Succubus Breha meets Scavenger Dragon Shifter Ray, who likes words a lot. And um, I do want to like point out, um, I don't know if any of you are really into collections, but collections are really awesome things if you're looking for cool stuff to find for, for Raylo fix or any fix out there in the fandom. Uh, this is part of queerly beloved uh, Raylo fix which is all about queer and genderqueer uh, Raylo pairings, which makes me really happy. Uh, Monster fucking Monstober 2020. Uh, Pepsi and Pals Hardcore Kink Tober Challenge. That is a good collection to check out. Pepsi, who's Persimone666 um, on Twitter, always puts out a new uh, Kinktober Challenge in October, which is always fun to look at, as well as Rayloween 2020, which was a new thing this year. So here we go. All right. There's a beautiful donated fan art. Oh, it's a mood board. Mood board. Thank mm-hmm. you, there's this really great mood board at the beginning. Who did the mood board? Uh, it's anonymous. So someone uh, just gave it to oh, her. Really? Just oh, really? Oh, well, that is so nice. Whoever that? whoever that person is, you did a great job. Because I just really want to bring attention to the the femme version of... Kylo? Of Kylo. Well, of Breha? I, Breha? Femme Breha? Breha? I wanna, yeah. I, well, because I wanted to say Adam Driver because it's a, it's a manipulated uh, image of Adam Driver. And this this version is just like this beautiful like big nosed woman. Well, because yeah, because I would say that a lot of those fan manips that like come on like through Instagram or you're using your like your third party app. Like if I want to fuck a feminine version of Adam Driver, I essentially just want to fuck Adam Driver. Like that's I mean, you know, with all of the other parts, you know, like like Adam Driver is a very attractive individual and I want to sleep with that attractive individual, even if they are a feminine version of that attractive individual. And I don't want to get rid of any of his moles and I don't want to get rid of any of his wrinkles. This person really embraced the essence of his Adam crooked Driver. teeth. Yeah. All, of, all of the things oh, that yeah. we love are there. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, oh, like a little more softer. softer. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little softer. And this woman, you know, imagining, assuming she's still the same height as Adam Driver. <laughs> like this woman is totally allowed to like ask me out 100%. So, so there's that. Um, so the setup of this fic is that Breha. Breha, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I would say Breha with an H. So Breha, but like a soft H. Breha? Breha, yeah. Breha with like a soft H. That's how I've always, because it's spelled B-R-E-H-A. So soft H. I've never been good at soft letters. I mean, I think if you say it with a hard letter, it still sounds nice. Okay. Well, Breha, um, she made a deal with Snoke some time ago where she sold her soul for power, basically. And it, she ended up becoming a succubus. And the fic kind of like 
it's not really it's not really about the characters' backstories. It's it's about them fucking. But that being said, so you have Brea the succubus, and part of her succubus powers are that she can manipulate her physical form, and she's she can also travel the multiverse. I think that it's called. So I'm assuming that that means that like she can uh, just sort of like. Travel between dimensions, yeah, I, I would like say, as well, like thing. a little bit of time travel. Maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so it's very fantasy-based. Yes. And then Ray is a dragon Hybrid, shifter. yeah. So she can shift in between a human form and a dragon form. So, that, so that's the setup. The setup is that you have a succubus and you have a dragon shifter who both identify as, as she in this moment. And... As a succubus, I don't know if you know about succubi, but the whole point is that uh, they eat sexual energy or they, they live off of sexual energy. And hey, do you need me to give your address? Because I'll give my address if someone would like to come and succubus me. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> um, so there's there's the, there's the incubus and there's a succubus. And so the incubus is the male form and the succubus is the female form because... Our world likes binaries. I don't understand, but yeah, okay. <laughs> and, but in this one, it's about a succubus who feeds off of sexual desire, who feeds off of lust. And so Brea's hungry and uses her powers to essentially like go through her multiverse Rolodex. Like she's <laughs> like looking, imagining she's this. Like, hey, she's she's like, multiverse Tinder. Yeah, multiverse she's Tinder. Swiping left. She's just like, mm, who do I want to eat? Like what's, today. What, what's on the menu? What looks good today? And she comes across someone's library essentially. And like, let's be honest, if you walk into someone's library and they've got all of the books that you need in your life, uh, yeah, I'm going to fuck them. Brea sees this library that's absolutely stacked to the ceiling with books and there's like scrolls and things and then there's like a work table. And Brea's just like, oh, well, this person seems interesting. This seems like the type of person that, you know, I would like to snack on. <laughs> and that person maybe like, come back leave leftovers so i can come back tomorrow yeah it's, it's kind of like like we've all done it or maybe i'm just saying that to make myself feel better about the fact that i've done it but like we've slept with people for things and i'm not saying that that's a bad or good i'm just saying it's a thing that happens yeah. i've totally slept everyone's got needs I, yeah when i was in college like mm, i've slept with guys or flirted with dudes so that I could get rides to places so I didn't have to take the bus. Uh, It's okay. I'm a much better person now um, and I have much higher standards. But anyway, (laughs) it kind of has that feel where Brea's just like, you know, well, even if this person ends up being trash, she doesn't say this, but I imagine this is a thing that she's probably thinking. She's like, even if this person ends up being trash, at least they have some nice books. I don't know, maybe... She can come back and take the books. I don't know. She's a succubus. She can do whatever she wants. But so the- so she says here, uh, she goes She goes upstairs and found the dragon in a luxurious bedroom. The only other dragon Brea had seen before had been of the classic type, very large and sleeping in a heap of coins and jewels. This one was smaller and slept curled up in a four-poster bed is what she was. So, I mean... Can we, can we just take a minute to digest that image? Because I thought that was so cute. Yes. I really yes. like the idea that Dragon Ray hoards books, books and, and knowledge. Yeah. yeah. I love that authenticity, you know, of, of like, of, of even though Ray is now this powerful dragon, like, she's still Ray, you know? Yeah. And I also just like the idea of Ray 
if she had been left alone just to hoard things and fix them at her own pace, that she would just be like all cute and curled up in her four poster bed. Like, that's yeah, just, I mean, and still and still alone. Does that make sense? Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. And maybe maybe, you know, and I feel like that's one of those things in TFA Raylo that we don't talk about a lot is that Ray chooses to be alone. Like she's not she's reaching out to people like she at one point in TFA, you get that moment where she's cleaning the the pieces of scavenger stuff, uh, the scraps that she's found. And she looks up to one of the old ladies who's sitting across from her and kind of has this like soft moment. And then the Tito who's running the cleaning station is like, hey, what are you doing? Because she's not supposed to, I guess, just hang out with people, I guess. And she has a lot of distrust for BBH. She doesn't want BB-8 around her. She's like, what are you doing? Go, you know, avoid the sand pit, but just get out of my life essentially is what she does and bb8 is the one who convinces her can i still come home with you oh i didn't i'm sorry i completely misread that scene what did you read it as no that's cool i think it's i think it's a good way it was a soft moment at all i think it was her looking at this older woman like fuck is that gonna be me oh okay see i read it more as that that was like that that connection with the force there that she saw this cycle of life as sort of like this little bit of force but I mean it could have been that that I don't I'm going to be stuck here waiting for my parents for just as long as this woman is here so yeah I mean I think that's I think that's a either way she's still an alone person you know what I mean I mean I still agree Mm -hmm. that she chooses to be alone yeah I saw that more so as like a safety thing like that, like the best way she could look out for herself was to keep people at a distance. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and I think I think that especially we find out later with her and um, Kylo is that, you know, he says, you know, don't don't stop holding on. You're still holding on. And he makes her admit that, you know, her parents left her because she did know it, you know, and part of keeping herself alone meant that she could still lie to herself you know what i mean she didn't have to confront the truth of her parents leaving you know yeah like i could absolutely see her telling herself oh there's no point in starting any kind of relationship with anyone because they're just gonna want me to move on yeah because eventually my parents are gonna come back and i'm gonna Mm -hmm. leave so like there's no point because i'm just gonna like leave this all behind uh but skipping ahead so it's a it's a short story and it's it's really just about monster fucking two monster ladies just getting it on i think that the most amazing and acrobatic thing about this fic so brea as a succubus and there's there's different iterations of of succubi as as i said before but the classic one is that she kind of looks like a like a bat demon lady like this is the classic one the succubi has wings horns and, and horns a tail and, and a tail and usually clawed claws. feet or claws mm-hmm. so so brea kind of looks like this and apparently though her horns are very sensitive uh and are can be like erogenous zones and so at one point uh Ray fucks herself on one of Brea's horns. Here we go. And and like it like physically it shouldn't work, but I don't even care because it's just such a I am sure there are bad dragons out there <laughs> just like waiting, monster dildos out there just waiting to fulfill this need, this niche need of you wanting to fuck a succubus's horns. So I'm going to go ahead and read that part. Uh, Ray shifted around so her cunt was by Breha's head. Slowly, Ray slid her dripping cunt onto one of the horns. She arched her back and ground her clit on it faster and faster. Bronze wings unfolded from her back to 
destabilize her. Oh, my goodness. Bronze wings. Breha looked up at them in awe as she savored the sensations of Ray cunt, Ray's cunt on her sensitive horn. You look so good fucking yourself with my horn like that, said Breha. You are so wet for me. Just and then at this whole time, Ray's tail, which is her dragon oh, tail, yeah. is also just like, you know, just like, hey, I got a, I got a, I got a third hand here. Yeah, both of them use their tails to... There's a lot of clit flicking yeah. the tails. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I'm yeah. I'm bad at it. Go for it. <laughs> I mean, if I had a tail that I could do things with, I mean, I'm sure I would at least try it. I so. mean, how is it any different than a hand? You would totally use it on your own, right? And then, because the other... The, the All I want for past Christmas is a tail. <laughs> the, cool, the coolest thing about them and I think this is most this is mostly Brea's power is the fact that she can manipulate her form and so whatever she thinks works best for Ray, she'll just like change like she changes the size of her horn, she changes the shape of her tail, she changes I think she changes the shape of her tongue at one point, or maybe Ray does there's a lot there's a lot of shifting. It's it's great because you have it's so self-indulgent. It is and it's kind of like these two like female forms just kind of really merging and and but see this is this is like why it's so gay and why I was like this is so different from a lot of things that I've read is that what their bodies are doing for each other are listening to each other and responding in a way that the other body wants and so it's actually there's like an intuitive knowledge yeah, their bodies are mm-hmm. communicating with each other in this way and Gay sex between women, between people who aren't men, uh, especially, it's just like, I just think that there's better communication. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I will say that Ari does put a lot of communication here. Do you like that? The oh, question. Yeah. The question, oh, do you like this? Can that. I ask nicely? And that was like the point of this whole thing is that at the beginning, uh, Ray asks, she's like, it's fine. You can feed off of me. That's OK. Um, you know, is I want there to be genitals because, you know, uh, Breha's like, well, you know, I've rubbed feet. I fed people and fed off their energy that way. Um, and Ray's like, well, I think I want genitals, but I think I want you to arouse me first by telling me what you want to do to me first, yeah. which and, you know, there's nothing hotter. I mean, there's there's hot moments when consent is taken away. Like, I will be the first to say that there are some non-con, 100%. you know, um, fix that I really enjoy that get me going. But I... But when someone knows how to ask yes. you for what they want, yes. or when they listen to you mm-hmm. asking for what you want, mm-hmm. like, that is just... It's so good. That's it's so best. good. And then my favorite is that they, make, they cuddle at the end. There's aftercare. Oh, yes. I want my succubus to come and cuddle me afterwards and ask, do you want to cuddle more? She okay. asked. And Brea nodded away. That was the dragon who asked if he wanted to cuddle more. So of the three of Ari's fix that I read, they all had cuddling afterwards. Because cuddling is the best. Ari understands me. <laughs> I feel very understood. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I want fantasy, but I also kind of want to get right to the sex and then I want to cuddle. It's <laughs> exactly so what I want. good. <laughs> and so then I also like to point out that uh, the art at the end of the fic by Ms. Tuka oh is goodness. here. It's so good. I really love Ms. Tuka's co- color palettes because they're all very like muted and like this very, I get a lot of pre-Raphaelite vibes from Ms. Tuka. Um, maybe just because of the way that Breha's face is made. Um, it's very, I like I here, I'm going to show you some. Um, and the color I just really scheme. 
So like this kind of oh, like this kind of like sort of like the, the strong bones in in Kylo Breha's face. Yeah, you know? I was gonna say I really like their the way that they portray anatomy. It's yes, still very clearly like an illustration, but at the same time, it's very human looking. Like I'm like. These look like bodies that I've seen before. These look yes. like real, regular yes. human bodies. And they're treated in this illuminated, erotic light, which is the type of, like, like that's the, like, it's the way that I en- envision sort of, like, eroticizing my own body, where I'm like, this is a very realistic presentation of my body. It's my like, boobs I sag. Yeah, my like, hips want, dip. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I want, like, that's how I would want like my body treated like in the in the eye of of my beholder or whatever Mm -hmm. so so that I just I really appreciate that style and it works really well with this fit yes and I will say that Tuca does um from what I understand uh Tuca does really attempt to draw bodies as accurately as 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 she can you know she wants to make sure Chase definitely wants to make sure that um everything looks like Things sag when they're supposed to sag. Like, yeah. like you can idealize, but still have things be realistic. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so we have a beautiful image of Ray, a dragon Ray who has curly horns, which I appreciate. Yeah, like ram's horns. Yeah, ram's horns. Uh, riding uh, Breha's like pointy horns, and uh, there's lots of good fluids. We've got lots of curled toes. The like ecstasy on their faces is pretty good. Oh, yeah. And I love. I just. I just love the hair. Yes. Like I feel like. And there's body hair. Yes, body hair is worth the time and the effort to like draw. So. And then I also kind of want to shout out that, like, I love that Ari puts all of her um, cool ass, like, links at the bottom. She's, like, done all of her glossary and she's done, like, a lot of research. And so you should always, like, click in there. And then also she always recommends other authors fix, which is, like, something I never thought about in doing in your notes. But, like, I kind of want to write something in the near future. That's how you build a community, y'all. That's really what I think I want to do is start, uh, you know, re- saying, you know, hey, this is really awesome. But I read this one. That if you liked this, you might like that as well. I mean, that's what the Smut Hut usually does. But if you're interested in, you know, shouting out and screaming about your friends or works that you really enjoy, think about adding some uh, shout outs in your notes about fix the other people should read because that's really how people find things so thank you ari uh we're gonna go ahead and move on to another fic that she wrote yeah so this next one is a witcher au what's it called again it's called blue butterflies and black roses it's six chapters but they're short chapters it's a total of about 1300 words uh, sorry, 13,000 words. <laughs> I know. I'd be like, that would be a really short six chapter fic. <laughs> uh, and it's it's set in the, the Witcher universe. So if you've played the games or read the books or if you've seen the Netflix special, this a lot of this will be very familiar to you. And, and so, I, yeah, I think Ari said that she's only ever watched this Netflix special. So yeah, I've only ever watched the Netflix yeah. special. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even own a television. So wait, let me give the, the tags. Uh, mentions of contraception, contraceptives and abortificients. It's mentioned oh, no. of sex work, mentions of injuries like scars and burns, uh, eventual happy ending. So be aware that there is a little bit of uh, angst in there. Um, pregnancy, no pregnancy, uh, pregnancy mentioned only to confirm it won't be happening. Mention of poisons, mention implied past child slavery. Um, go- my favorite goth car- cottage core. 
<laughs> yeah, it is a little bit. Bisexual Ray and bisexual Ben Solo because canon, I'm sorry, they're both bisexual. I just think that everyone is queer in Star Wars. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why would you choose to what? limit yourself? When you get to the point where you can you can sleep with alien species. It's just like gender doesn't exist anymore. Well, especially with alien species, because what gender is just a social construct. So. And, it's, and it's our social construct, right? That's yeah. a human social con. Could you imagine you get the opportunity to ch- literally travel to other worlds and meet other types of civilizations, but you're going to bring your binary gender baggage with you? That's what you're going to pack on your spaceship when you could be packing, like, other shit that you need? Like sex toys? So, anyway, back to this. If you want to talk about gender and aliens. Uh, so, the summary is someone was bending the light around them so they were invisible. Phosphor- phosphomancy? Phosphoro. Phosphoromancy, the manipulation of light, was a truly rare discipline, even rarer than her own scotomancy, manipulating shadows. There was one person she knew who practiced it, Ben Solo, whom she hadn't seen in 10 years. Oh no, why now? A Dark Ray, Smuggler Ben, Witcher Fantasy AU, written for the theme of phototropism, plants bending towards light. And let's be honest here, because I love Dark Ray Smuggler Ben almost as much as I love Dark Ray Jedi Ben and Senator Ben and Jedi Ray. Like, I just I just like all of this. And this is what we're talking about is like how the story the Star Wars story can be moved around in such a way that you can get so many things. And J.J. fucked that up. He <laughs> fucked that up. I'm sorry. I have my feels about TROS and some of them are positive and some of them are negative. And we, <sighs> we talked about this earlier. And what we were saying was that mid- Midwinter Spring slash Ari is really creative and that they are easily more creative than J.J. and Terry. <laughs> Easily, easily. There's another. There's another one that we'll go over really quickly afterwards. But Kay didn't read it yet, um, so I'll, I'll give a. I'll give like a short thing on on that last one at the end of the episode. But it's just really creative, and so and you'd think, but but Sophia, uh, if if Ari is just like using other people's magic worlds, how is that creative? And it's just like okay, so you don't understand creativity. So listen, the themes that were given to us by George Lucas and the original trilogy, darkness and light, and the force and everything that binds everything together. Happily ever after. And happily ever after, which like, apparently like, I don't know if like, JJ knows what that is. But anyway, um, the thing about that is that what that means is that it's a transferable concept. And the, the other weird thing about that too is that I don't. I can only really speak for the Western canon. Yeah, it's universal. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's this very universal concept. So in The Witcher, and I can only speak to the the Netflix show, which I highly recommend if you like medieval-y, magic-y stuff, but also with a lot more female representation. Mind the tags. If you have questions about the tags, you can send us a message, and we'll yeah. we'll give you some. So there's a yeah, lot. Yeah. There's a lot of triggering content in that show. Yes. Yes. Agree. So. And then what's what's really so basically what Ari did was that they it, to me it looks like she took the concepts of you know darkness rising and light to meet it she took that concept and she put it in the Witcher AU and she focused on the the mages and the school of magic at 
uh what's it called tor tor tor, tor lara uh, tor lara yeah which is like the this magic school in yeah tor lara or, yeah or one of the magic schools in this world she took that concept and she made ray and ben students of light and shadow mm-hmm. so you've got you've got uh, Ray learning how to create illusions through shadow and Ben bending light to hide certain things. Yeah, and yes. how they and how they work together and like it's it's very obvious, but it she doesn't necessarily go into like a lot of detail about it. But to me, it comes across as very obvious. You know, the whole concept you cannot have light without shadow, and vice versa, and how those those two elements work together. And so that so that's really great. The story starts with. Uh, with Ben and Ray fucking, which is always a great place and to I, start. And I, I'm going to be the first to say that that Witcher scene of Yennefer and what's his name? I don't remember. <laughs> He's very attractive, but I can't yes. remember his name. I've only seen uh, one thing, though. Yennefer and uh, where? Istrid Ger- and Geralt. So it's Istrid. I-S-T-R-E-D-D. Istrid? Istrid, yeah. Istrid. So uh, he's supposed to be, Ben's supposed to be a hybridization of Istrid and Geralt a little bit. Yeah, okay. But so Istrid is when Yennefer and Istrid are boning. Yeah. And that was hot. It was. But moving <laughs> on. So it starts It starts with that, and it uses a lot of other elements from The Witcher, which I really appreciate, because if you're familiar with that world, it's a lot easier to submerse yourself in this story. And they're they're students and the Ray's teacher is Snoke but Snoke is a woman in this and then Ben's teacher is Luke and Luke and Snoke and Amy Lynn Holdo they and some other people are all they call them rectors they're all teachers at this magic school but the way that Snoke teaches her students is abusive and fucked up. You know, and I really, uh, I liked the fact that we made Snoke a woman because I feel like a lot of canon Snoke's bullshit is very much, uh, I guess you could say, like, attributed to women, I guess, sometimes. Yeah, manipulation. The manipulation. So it wasn't hard for me to see the two, which now that I'm thinking about it, like, maybe it's kind of interesting, the idea that you would have Palpatine and Snoke as these two people utilizing these technically women and women's manipulation tactics i didn't didn't i don't think it was just because yennefer's teacher is a woman oh yeah i mean and that's probably what it is but i still thought it was interesting to think about this in those terms as like as like there being a uh a genderized aspect of evilness you know we, we do we do gender abuse which is a weird fucked up thing that we do, but we mm-hmm. do that. Um, and, and it's true. There's a correlation between uh, male identified people and physical violence and a correlation between non-male identified people and verbal, emotional and psychological abuse. But that's and, not and to yeah. say that anybody is incapable. No, of either or. Any of those. And so it's interesting to me to think about Snoke in canon, creeping into, you know, Ben Solo's mind as a baby, you know, essentially, you know, causing all of this violence to him and then later escalating it to him hurting him as he's gotten farther and farther along in his training, you know? Yeah. So so this is interesting in that we have Ray as the the student of shadow and of darkness and being essentially raised and taught by Snoke. Whereas Ben, on the other hand, he's just like... Yeah, like my uncle's trying to teach me, but 
magic school is just like it's not for me like i'm really not interested in being a mage you know like a a magician who represents the like the mage network or whatever and he's like i want to go be a smuggler like my dad and that's actually uh, very cute and we always appreciate a story that's sort of like a what if for Ben Solo. Yeah, because his what would his life be if he was not if he wasn't forced just foisted because he was he was foisted off on, you know, Luke Skywalker because his parents weren't sure what to do with him, you yeah. know. So so that's happening. And so he they they met at magic school at Torlara. They started a relationship, but Ben decided to leave. He wanted to take Ray with him. But because of Ray's background and the way that Snoke had manipulated her, she believed that the only way for her to be successful was to stay on and to continue on the path that Snoke wanted for her. So Ben, I, you know, he wants Ray to come with her. But what I really like about the way that Ben's character is written in this piece is that he's very much like this Ben... Every morning, he starts his day with a tall glass of respect women juice. <laughs> because he's just like, I would really like it if you came with me, but I understand that it's your decision and you need to do what you think is best for you. It's not about what I think is best for you. So I need to learn to just trust you to do what you think is it was right for you. And he's like, I'm not going to like try to manipulate you. I'm not going to argue with you. He's like, I disagree with the way that Snoke handles things. But you know that I said my piece. And so like, I'm going to peace out. So he goes and she goes, they both go their own way. So they're doing that. And that mirrors what happens between Yennefer and, and Istrid a little bit. So, but Ray ends up having kind of a tragic story. She gets her court appointment as a mage and she's doing that. But much like Yennefer, the king that she works for just wants to like, sleep with her and not listen to any of the actual advice that she's giving him and so he which i up, will never understand if someone is doing magic and it's that hard of a deal why aren't you listening to them like yeah. you think magic's not easy to do even in fantasy uh, men are, why men are, are men why are men men are gonna man men are gonna men so his kingdom i think kind of goes to shit yeah they kind of they kind of only talk about it basically because we do get a time jump in second our second chapter yeah mm-hmm. and oh and ray <laughs> at one point she loses her temper and she just like sets his throne room on fire so she's just like you know what fuck this i'm out flames <laughs> well and i feel like i feel like if ray was dark ray that that would be so like because she cares so much as as light ray shall we say that dark ray i feel like wouldn't give a fuck yeah dark you know ray gives way less fucks and dark ray definitely lets her temper out yes lot. i would think so too and i mean we already know that light ray is a feral gremlin anyway with how angry she She's is our favorite <laughs> 100%. And so we have our time jump and uh, Ray has been established as this like witch outside of the uh, court appointments. And she tends to yes, sell right. her magic to people who can afford it. Really expensive spells, but also helps those who can't afford it, um, you know, and they imply with, you know, difficult situations, a.k.a. having abortions or, uh, you know, uh, falling out of love or breaking curses for people who, who need them desperately. One, my favorite uh, iteration of Ray being a rogue mage is that there was some <clears throat> royal or aristocrat who basically got some 
STD or STI. And so she cures it for him uh, discreetly and he pays her a lot of money for it. But then she goes to the brothel where either he got it or was spreading it and then makes sure that everyone there gets treated for free. And Planned Parenthood Dark Witch Ray is a great <laughs> Ray. That's a great Ray. I mean, and also like, because this is what I think about when I think about being a cottage core witch is like totally like Robin Hood, like esque sort of like half of you is Robin Hood, the other half of you is like reproductive justice, rogue mage Ray. <laughs> Is what's going on, and but yeah, like I'm I'm all about that, and I'm also just all about that in real life. That's just like a very subtle nod to like my socialist politics that Ari's doing in this fic, and I'm just like always <laughs> I'm always down for like a a socialist fantasy world where you've got someone who's just like yeah. Robin Hooding the shit out of things. But it's also just about like because again, like the the main there's there's like a, a there's a story set up where essentially Ben comes to get uh, a ghost orchid, like some magical item that Ray is keeping in her tower. And she and she is. She's got herself her own little setup of tower that she's like re like renovated. So it's like set to her thing. She's got her garden that's like beautiful and gorgeous and has all her like evil flowers and her good flowers. Yeah. So she's still she's still a scavenger, but this time she's like a plant scavenger, a plant and property scavenger. <laughs> so she, she found a tower. She refurbished it. She's got a greenhouse. It's got very, um, what is it? A goth cottage core is what, but it's it was also, here. What, was it, uh, Rapinelli's daughter or something? Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. There's this really great short story in the Western canon where it's basically about this like weird scientist, bro. And he has a daughter and she... Raganelli's daughter? No, it's that's Rap- Raganelli's... It's Raganelli's pizza. It's Rapinelli's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Rapinelli's daughter. Rappuccini's daughter? Rappuccini's daughter. All right. So Rappuccini's daughter is a short story by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Uh, it's about Giampo Rappuccini, a medical researcher in Padua who grows a garden of poisonous plants. Yes, and his He daughter- brings up his daughter to tend the plants and she becomes... And she becomes resistant to the poisons, but in the process, she herself becomes poisonous to others. Yes. The traditional story of Poisonous Maiden has been traced back to India, and Hawthorne's version has been adopted in contemporary work. So you're saying it's similar to Rappuccini's daughter? A little bit. Um, It definitely gave me those vibes because the concept in Rappuccini's daughter is that this is a, a woman who is very desirable and she's kind of like one of the plants that she's tending because she's always in this greenhouse and I don't think she ever leaves the greenhouse. Like that's just what she does all day. She tends to these poisonous plants. And that's kind of what Ray is doing for herself. She had to build up this reputation of being mysterious and unattainable and sort of like hard to access. Um, and I think that's mostly just to protect herself as, a, as like a single person not necessarily just as a woman but just as a single person who's living alone there's only like yes she she has powerful magic to protect herself but there's only so much that can do she does say in the in the fic that um you know they ask about their their previous encounters with um relationships both of them had to have a certain aura about them that for Ray, she had to become untouchable. And so part of that untouchable like creation is uh, making herself sort of this like poisonous widow sort of feel these black roses, beautiful yet untouchable because they're so rare, you know? 
And so they meet again because uh, yeah, Ben, so ben yeah, has so ben, the orchid that he has to get for Mitaka. Yeah, so Ben is on a... So Ben has become a, a magical item smuggler. And what's really great is that he, he mentions his Uncle Lando saying that there was a need for people who understood and who could handle magical items in the in the smuggler community. Also, I have a question for you. Do you think Ben Solo would be a better smuggler than his dad, Han Solo? Because we know that Han's a shitty smuggler. Like, okay, so yes. Yeah, so <laughs> because I feel like Solo showed us yeah, so that listen. he's not that great. Listen, about that. So one of the things that I love but also didn't like about TROS was we got good boy sweater Ben, which was literally very, and it was a very Han Solo vibe. He just kind of like rushes into the situation with the blaster and he doesn't really have a plan. But see, this is where- But he's got skill. That's true. He has skill and he has the force. And so he that already puts him ahead of Han in a lot of ways. I'm not saying that Han doesn't have skills. I'm just saying he didn't go through years of, you know, crucial and intense training the way that Ben did. But he did because he went to stormtrooper school. Okay, but I mean, okay, never mind. I take it back because stormtrooper, he went to stormtrooper school. He was enrolled in the Imperial something or other. I don't know if it was the Academy because I don't remember if he was. It was... Was it the Flight Academy? I don't remember what it was. He went to Stormtrooper School. That's what I'm just calling. Version of like the Air Force Academy. (laughs) But he, he, I could just imagine him putting putting cotton in his ears as he just like plays the flight simulator through class. He got got kicked out. He wasn't in there as long (laughs) as Ben was with Luke at the Praxis. No, that's true. That's true. I will say that. And that, and that's where it's one of the things where I'm kind of like, I appreciate. Smuggler Ben giving us lots of Han vibes, but at the same time, I feel like like my intuition is telling me that if we're gonna if we're gonna really let Smuggler Ben be his own character, that he would be a better smuggler than Han, and it would be because he would be a better planner than Han. Oh, one hundred percent. I feel like I feel like when you compare Leia's son to Han's son, you'd see a lot of Leia in there because Leia had a long game. The second they started getting away, she was like, "All right, we got a plan for this long game. I'm not going to tell everybody, but I'm definitely going to tell Holdo so that she can figure this out." Yeah, and I and I just feel like because I feel like Ben. Obviously, like we know, Ben wanted to be like his dad, but as much as he wanted to be like his dad, I think that he's just most like Leia. You can't get rid of the Capricorn. No, you, you can't. can't. Virgo, would she be a Virgo or Capricorn, you think? Well, it's hard to say because they have different stars than us. But what I will say is that Leia gets shit done and she gets shit done because she's a hard worker and she's persistent. And I 110% that those were 110% believe those are qualities that she passed on her son. I think that Ben saw his mother work hard and steady and consistently long hours into the nights on various forms of legislation and campaigns and whatnot. And from a young age, I think Ben understood that there were two ways to get something done. There was Leia's way, which was hard work and perseverance and relying on networks and making deals and having conversations. And there was Han's way, which is like, find the back door, grab a gun. I don't know. I don't know. Go down that island. It's like the uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia meme where it's... Um, Oh god, who's the short guy? Is it Danny DeVito? No. It's like he's like so like so 
I could blast it. It's just like this meme of him <laughs> holding guns. Here we go. Here we go. So anyway, I started blasting. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah. So there's there's two ways to get things done. There's the there's the Leia, there's Leia's way and there's Han's way. And Han's way is so. Anyways, I started blasting. Like that's that's Han's way of getting things done. I think that Ben just out of just like his appreciation for efficiency and. And just wanting things to go go to be successful with as little loss as possible. I just think that he would be a much better planner than I. Yeah, in my head, I think that he's one of those guys who who is who tends to start out his life with a sort of a Leia sort of mindset, but he's able to discern through use of the force, and in this case, magic, shall we say, when he's gotta be like, Well, I guess I'm gonna have to haunt it. And I just started blasting. <laughs> He's like, well, I did it the way I thought I was going to work out, but it didn't. What what Smuggler Ben would learn over what Kylo Ren clearly did not learn, he's, he would learn balance. He would learn balance. He would yes. learn compromise. Kylo Ren... Does not compromise. No oh, shit. No, I'm actually now. I'm just thing. thinking about like what what the reveal would have been like if Lucasfilm had given us a dark ray smuggler Ben and like can you just imagine one of those like hissing doors? I'm hissing doors. You know what I'm talking about on the Death Star. And you get to you see yes, and you see and you see fucking. Ben Solo dressed as Han 2.0 in like a slightly different color and the swoons that would have happened in that Chili's that night. (laughs) (laughs) The love in that Chili's. Right? Like I would have died if like Ben, I mean, you've seen the manip of like, of like, uh, what's his name? Adam Driver in that like Henley shirt. Yeah. Like that. Yes. Would you just have seen it would have. God, if Lucasfilm had given us a dark ray smuggler Ben Solo like thing. Anyway, let's get back to this yeah, fix. Sorry. sorry. So they end up uh, deciding that they're going to team up because they find out through uh, this cool like mind link that they have, uh, which is like their force bond. They're able to like connect really easily that Snoke has actually asked Mataka to bring uh, the ghost orchid uh, back to them so they could create a poison. And so obviously Ray is uh, finally had the blindfold taken off her eyes where it comes to Snoke. Um, and she knows that Snoke is just going to poison her. So they decided they're going to go and they're going to take Snoke down together, which I really appreciate for its like, you know, throwback to this whole Star Wars like reading is how many times Ray and Ben have teamed up to take down evil, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's a little obvious, but in this, in that way that we like about storytelling where light and shadow work together, mm-hmm. where, where balance and compromise happen. So they team up, they ride out and they, they share this like amazing kiss. That's just so soft. Oh yeah. It's a really good kiss. And it's like, they're like, well, did you, did you, did you miss yeah, me? It's, it's like, really- why didn't you visit me? Yeah, it's this it's this really cute thing where it's like even in Midwinter Springs, Witcher AU, Ray and Ben share exactly one brain cell between them. They're like, we have I'm gonna die, but it's fine. We got time to kiss. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, you you never came to see me. Well, you never came to see me. And they realize that neither of them really ever had a reason to not go see each other. They were just too fucking scared at the end. Yeah, they were just like, <laughs> well, what if they don't like me anymore? Like, it was just, they were just being very, very silly. And that's another thing where it's just sort of one of those 
great character developments that you get out of people who go to some type of special school at a young age is that they just kind of they grow up like a little emotionally stunted i'm just thinking about finn being like we'll use the force and i'm going that's not how the force works and i really think we missed out on that moment between ben and and ray because i really wished that that had happened between ben and ray as well like in tros (laughs) that's not how the force works I really enjoy this fic. I don't want to go too far into it because I know there are going to be spoilers in the end. Um, so it's really fun. Um, I would also like to point out yet again that Midwinter Spring does some awesome links in her notes that um, show different other artists and different readings you can read for similar fics. And we also have Miss Tuka doing another beautiful uh, drawing so with beautiful. This one's a little bit brighter than her other drawing for Midwinter Spring. Um, and so we have Ray and Ben and Ray's dressed in this very like Yennefer outfit with the like coils around oh, her yeah. shoulders and the embroidered shawl. And one of the great parts that I really enjoyed, if you watch the little rolly, what is it? The rolly ball Star Wars thing. You remember the little rollouts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I think it's called a rollout. A rollout. Sure. And so uh, there is a hint to the blue butterflies in the rollout. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The scene that they talk about how a way that they can share happy memories with each other. Yeah. So it- and so in our image here, we've got her beautiful her garden, which isn't quite as dark as you'd think it would be in your head, you know? Well, I think this is more stylized. Mm-hmm. And I think it's supposed to be more hopeful, too. So one of the art that also inspired her was Saturnine Stardust, a uh, ray of flowers art. So we've got dark ray uh, surrounded by black roses, and we have our regular ray surrounded Wait. by uh, sunflowers. Does this exist? Sorry. Does this exist before or after this fic? Before this fic, oh, actually. And nice. so um, Saturn uh, Saturn Stardust also uh, did the LA Raylocon uh, stuff. So she did the sticker and the keychain we got. Oh. So yes, yeah, so you should definitely read it. There is, it is rated E for explicit, um, but it's easy yeah. to skip over. So if you, we do have a lot of G&T rated fic users who like to, you know, read things. I would say that this is a pretty good T rated fic if you want to skip over the sex. Um, the sex is, again, communication, 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 and there is so much enthusiastic consent in the sex here. So uh, definitely take a read. And then this one's also part of the collection of the 2020 Raylo fan fiction anthology. So if you are into anthologies, there you go. Um, And then Sophia has one that I didn't have a chance to read. That is a femme vagina dentata. And like, we can't not review vagina dentata. I feel like that's like now the rule since we read the first one and we loved it so much that we kind of just. If you bring us vagina dentata, it's pretty much a given. that We're we're like, that's the best monster and we'll take it every time. And if you are looking for another vagina dentata, um, uh, Salt Ghoul also has a really awesome vagina tendata out there as well if you are interested and i will find the title this was one that midwinter spring slash ari wrote for day 30 of smut timber on the free day and it's called not without your darkness so the smut in this one doesn't happen until the end and it's very gay and fun so in this one we have smuggler ben who's gender bent as brea Midwinter Spring is is doing a really good job with the Brea representation here. So it happens in universe. So it's a it's a it's in the Star Wars universe and it's Smuggler Brea, Dark Ray. And again, just like you can just kind of like pick any regular Raylo out there, just like grab a Raylo, and they will have had a better idea for TROS. Than JJ Ontario. 
So <laughs> just go knock on someone's door, ask if you're a Relo. Just be like, are you a Relo? How would you have done the third installment? How would have you done episode nine? I guarantee you will easily get a better idea than what we got. So what I love about this fic, so this is just one chapter and it's just 4,600 words. And let's see what we got our tags here. We have Vagina Dentata. We have Femme Kylo Ren as Brea. We have some cosmic horror, body horror. We have the canon typical abuse from Palpatine. We have explicit sexual content. Because we have like very gay lesbian SpaceX at the end. We have the Force Bond and we have some angst and some fluff and a lot of nipple play. My and favorite part is Dark Ray Smuggler Breha Vagina Tentata Smut, possibly softer than the tags make it sound. Yeah, but the, it, the, the <laughs> smut is very soft. Which I like. I love my smut explicit, but uh, I also love soft smut. Yeah, it's, it can still be very satisfying, and, and this one is. So this is what happens in Not Without Your Darkness, because Midwinter Spring has, you know, a grasp for how story works, <laughs> you know, like a writer. And Midwinter Spring is basically like, okay, so if we're going to do Rey as Palpatine's granddaughter, what woulda, coulda, shoulda happened is that Palpatine finds his granddaughter and then brings her into the fold to raise her, to groom her. It is manipulative and abusive, but to groom her to become the Sith Empress so that, you know, she's actually his like becoming body form that he can just imps- insert well, what, himself yeah, whatever, whatever. whatever it is that he wanted to do as a Sith, like however he wanted to continue his line, you know, whatever Palpatine. Because, again, Palpatine's plans are not fully formed because it wasn't really fully thought out when they decided to put him in CROS. But that's another that's another podcast. <laughs> uh, and so he brings Ray into the fold at a young age. He finds her on Jakku. He's like, what up? I'm your grandpa, but you're going to call me master and I'm not going to call you granddaughter or princess. I'm going to call you apprentice and I'm going to teach you how to be a Sith. And so she learns how to be a Sith and she grows up on Exegol and she grows up being kind of like um, catered to by all of these cultists. But at the same time, she her training is like very hard and Palpatine is very hard on her because she like the, the entire you know, his entire empire rests on her becoming the empress that he needs her to be. So there's that. And then smuggler Brea, she's like, no, I really am not interested in becoming a Jedi. I'm not going to do that. But I'm I still not. got the force in me, right? But she still has the force. Okay. And because of the force, she and Rey are still able to bond. So There's still a dyad. There's still a dyad in the force. And so that's really cool because the way that it worked in this fic is that Rey and her loneliness on Exegol, and that's true to Rey's, I really appreciate that, that even though she's not on Jakku and even though she's, she's got enough food to eat and she's being like trained and like, even though like Palpatine's trying to like manipulate her to become the Empress of the Sith and whatever, that she's still very lonely and that her loneliness is what drives a lot of her character decisions. So she uses her, her evolving use of the force to sort of like reach out into the universe like wow is there anybody out there that feels very it's very sci-fi when i grew up reading i grew up reading a lot of sci-fi fics that were way too mature for my age um my mom my 
my mom uh, had this series of books by Anne McCaffrey called The Rowan. And it's about like these like women who have um, psychic powers. And so their psychic powers make them there's there's such a strong psychics, this like family line of women. Uh, and one woman has the most strong psychic powers and she is almost unstable with her psychic powers because she's so strong. And so she ends up screaming out into the void to find someone. And she finds this other like psychic who's just like real stable and like chill and a little bit older. And it's just like, Hey, I'll come visit you. It's fine. I'll help you work your psychic powers. And then they end up boning and they end up having the best sex in the entire world and have all these kids. And it's great. And, and I, that's just something that I feel like is such a good storytelling trope of, of sci-fi and fantasy is this like, scream for help you know the loneliness of power Mm -hmm. and or concentrated power i should say Mm -hmm. and i think it's interesting that you mentioned that it's called the rowan because in the witcher au ray plants rowan trees around her tower or has rowan trees around her tower as like a form of protection yeah Mm -hmm. well and that's interesting because she is they talk about how scary she is this 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 psychic person her um and she's what she's doing is she's essentially a shipping magnate she's in charge of making sure that interstellar travel comes correctly she's able to steer them and so because she's so powerful she's able to do the interstellar travel from farther along oh that sounds like dune yeah it's it's really cool i think maybe i don't know if it's aged well let's be honest (laughs) uh i mean but i would be interested in rereading it as like a an interesting like conversation uh anna caffrey i don't think in general has aged well but you know she did put a lot of like conversations about sexuality and uh gender in a lot of her um her writings so it's always like an interesting and she talks a lot about hierarchy so i don't know if you've ever read her before i don't think we should we should read one just for funsies but yes so yes that like isolation of power is so strong and i feel like something that they didn't really talk about in in star wars that i wish they had kind of i mean i guess they do when it comes to ben because he's so powerful that he's so isolated and snoke preys on that oh yeah Mm -hmm. 100 percent and 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 it makes and, and again because midwinter spring like clearly thought about it unlike two directors we know <laughs> you know if if you were uh, a sith lord grasping at immortality and your best chance of essentially like leapfrogging into the future was kidnapping your granddaughter and manipulating her into allowing you to like use her as a vessel for like your your dark side of the force bullshit. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, you're going to keep her isolated and make sure that she doesn't have any friends and like only has you so that you you can do that. I mean, that's... I mean, we, we saw it in we saw it in Undercover Boss. Like you start <laughs> hanging out with like people who have emotions. Like if you start hanging out with people who have emotions, then you're just going to start writing them letters with rainbows on them. Like, uh, you know, you got to keep your powerful, powerful ones isolated. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and, and so 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 that so that's happening. And but, you know, Ray starts reaching out and it starts with just these visions of other worlds, because all she knows is Jakku and Exegol. And Jakku has a lot of sun and a lot of sand, not a lot of anything else. And Exegol has a lot of clouds and, and lightning and not a lot of everything, anything else. So that's all that Ray knows. And so she's reaching out in the universe and she's like, oh shit, there's like places where there's like water. There's like places where there's like green shit growing. Like, oh my goodness, there's like a whole universe out there. Like, I want to go experience that. I don't want to be fucking trapped on Exegol with my granddaddy's sink offense and like being constantly reminded about like how I'm going to be a vessel for the dark side of the force. Like, that's gross. So this fig takes an interesting turn in that she just kind of basically like 
skips all that shit. And Brea is like, where are you at? And Ray's like, I'm on this planet called Exegol. It's supposed to be unfindable. And Brea's like, uh, I can find anything. Yeah, Brea's like, there's no such thing. As there's no such thing as undefinable if there's pussy waiting for me at the yeah. end. Essentially, it's like it's like the longest intergalactic booty call. So they start using they start using their their force bond to to start fucking you know and that's that's great because i strongly believe that that's why the force bond exists especially in the pandemic you should definitely be using your force bond to yeah fuck if you have force people. bond to fuck people from like across the country or across the stars like you should absolutely be doing that it's uh, just safety that's the safest way right now so so it's really it's basically like <laughs> i'm sorry but it's so great Basically, like, Ray is like, my girlfriend's coming and get me, and I'm not putting up with your shit anymore, Grandpa. She's just like, <laughs> she's, just, she's just like, she's like, peace out. So she's just like, Rex Palpatine, Rex Exegol. She, like, walks out. Brea's waiting there for her. With, with like, her, a dildo in hand, right? No, 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 with her freighter. Okay. And it, it doesn't say that it's the Millennium, Fal- Millennium Falcon, but I want to, I'm imagining I it is. The Millennium uh-huh. Falcon. And so Brea's like, hey, girl. I'm here to pick you up. <laughs> and then the Ray gets on the spaceship. She's like, you've denied me for too long, grandfather. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, I just really love the idea of like this queer young woman just basically being like, yeah, I could be a vessel for the dark side and be Empress of the Sith. Or I could like go fuck my girlfriend on her old spaceship. <laughs> and she's like, I want to do that. I would much rather do that. And that's what she does. And she just leaves. And it's it's almost like she's walking away from an explosion. It's like, cool guys, don't look at explosions. So you're saying she's like Beyonce-ing out. She's Beyonce. She really does, honestly. <laughs> it's it's a very Beyonce moment where it's just like blows up everything behind her. Walks Hand up her, in the air. Walks out of her girlfriend's <laughs> spaceship with her lightsaber. Uh, and Brita's like, sup, girl? How you doing? And so they, they get on they get on the ship. And as they're they're leaving... They, they, they're like talking and Ray's like, how did you find me? And Ray's like, so funny story. <laughs> my grandpa's Anakin Skywalker. And she's like, oh, I totally heard my grandpa like talk shit about that guy. <laughs> and my uncle Luke, she's like, oh, I heard my grandpa talk shit about that guy too. Like, you know, you know, you know, those people. <laughs> um, and so, and so they, 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 they're talking because again, communication, they're talking and they learn about the ways in which they're connected. Um, but at the same time, they're also kind of like, okay, but like now that we're like here, why are we flesh, talking? Like, why are we talking and not fucking? <laughs> so the ladies move it into the bedroom of the ship and Brea's like, oh, BT dubs, look at all of my like amazing space Look at dildos. this stuff, isn't it neat? <laughs> Wouldn't you think my dildo collection's complete? Because <laughs> Brea, because smuggler Brea, of course, of course this happened. And I believe this is absolutely canon. Smuggler Brea was like, oh, how? yeah, I helped, I helped someone who owned a sex shop. How did you get so many, asked yeah. Ray. How did you get so many? I helped a store owner who was being extorted by some organized crime wannabes. She was grateful, so she partially paid me in dildos. <laughs> what? And it's like, <laughs> this is the first time I'm reading this. And that's like, wait, and I said what? And Ray, what? Ray asked, laughing in spite of herself. Yeah. And I bought some myself, too. Brea picked up a teal one that was slightly curved. This one was kind of disappointing. Didn't quite work out with my body so if you need something to chew on i wouldn't feel too yeah. worried about this yeah one. so so ray my heart so, okay so the way that this works <laughs> we actually end up just talking about the whole thing instead anyway it's okay it's fine uh so the way that it worked is that when when ray 
kills Palpatine when she slays Palpatine in this one. The the like his dark force powers or like like his uh, what's the word I'm looking for like manifestation of like Sith power like whatever you want to call it. Um, it sinks itself into Rey and like she can feel it trying to take her over but she fights it and then she has it like contained and the way that it manifests itself is as vagina vagina dentata okay now because of their force bond Brea is already super aware so like literally Brea is like in her ship on her way to Exegol and it's like she gets like a mental fax like by the way Ray's got teeth in her pussy now. And Brea's still just going like, that's fine. She's like, it's fine. I got that chill dildo. I don't like it that much. I don't like that dildo. It's fine. She can use it as a chew toy. She can use me as a chew toy. Whatever. It's great. I'm, I'm going to pick up my girlfriend. And so... So. Uh, by the way, uh, I was also looking here. Apparently, there is a Vagina Dentata uh, fic collection called Raylo Vagina Dentata. We've got Not Without Your Darkness by oh, Miniature Spring. More. The Sheath and Teeth by Murder Blimp, who is also a wonderful the, author. Oh, it rhymes. And the Sheath and the Teeth. <laughs> Virgin Ben Solo in this one. Hi. Uh, and then we've got Ray's First Trip to the Dentist, oh which is God. really good. It's an AU modern. It's it's very good. I've read that one as well. And Could then imagine- A Hungry Mouth, which has by Queen of Caraflowers. Could you imagine having teeth in your in your vagina and having to go to the dentist? Like, imagine having to get them cleaned. Oh, that's that's why she goes to the dentist. I love it. Yes. Okay, we're gonna reread. We're gonna read this one. And we're gonna talk about it next episode. Okay. Right. <laughs> that's just gonna I'm be. Down. That's our new shtick. That's we're not. Theme. We're not the smut hut anymore. We're just ventata dentata vagina dentata smut hut mutt huts hut hut of hut of dentata. We'll come up with a name later. It's just that's the theme for 2021. Just like teeth and pussies. We're just all about teeth and pussies. Uh, so so Ray's trying to be all like shy, and she's like. You know, it's it's fine if like all we ever do is like, you know, like clit stuff. Like it'll be fine. And Brea's like, "Oh, what you talking about? Like, no, like I am totally here." She's what did she say? She's like, "I like the teeth in your mouth, and I like the teeth in your pussy." She it was like this like very cute, very sly, like very smuggler humory thing to I'm say. I'm trying to see if I can find it in here. I know that you have lovely teeth in your mouth. I would love to see your other teeth as well. I think you are amazing and strong and the most beautiful woman I have ever seen. And I think you don't need to worry about protecting me. I can take care of myself. And right now, I would also like to to take care of you if you're okay with that. It's like, hi, yeah, sure. Okay. Just gay. And then that's when sex toys. Yes, they are. (laughs) Yes. And so and so this is this is amazing because how did you get so many? This this is amazing because I really want I really want to stress this point not just about midwinter spring but about the Raylo community in general. So this whole background situation with Ray growing up as a Palpatine like that's just background so that we can get to her and Brea fucking. Like it is. <laughs> it, it is. And that's okay. It is. And I'm 100% okay with it. Uh-huh. But even this just background story to just get to the point where Ray and Brea are fucking, even that is a better version of TROS. <laughs> it's true though. Than what we actually it's got. It's so true. It's so true. Like, could you Ugh, I just the talent, the talent that is just not getting used we're by just Disney spoiled. anyone. We're just spoiled and their narratives are just not they're just not thinking about women in their narratives at all at the end. Anyway, Midwinter Spring is great. She's very creative. I just I'm I'm a fan. It's fun. It's very fun. It's and it's fun. It's just yes, like, yes. Like, yes, there are dark parts, but it's really about 
the happily ever after and getting them yeah, together. Getting yes. together so that they can have sex. And I support that. <clears throat> amazing amazing and now i'm reading the the notes uh brea turning on a vibrator with the force came from something my partner suggested for another work in progress the real world inspiration was midori an amazing sex and kink educator who had several vibrators turn themselves on during a workshop without anyone touching them amazing. haunted vibrators it was just there was just so much horny in the room <laughs> <laughs> that it manifested itself and just turned the vibrators on. And yet again, look in their notes. They've got amazing, Ari's got some amazing shit in there uh, that's got uh, recommendations for other things as well as authors that you should read. And we're so glad to be able to review their fix because Ari did a great job and we had a good time. And thank you for donating. And thank you to everyone out there donating and, and working on the ground and online to help Georgia flip the Senate. Bless you. Make her bless you. And, and may all your dreams come true in 2021. <laughs> Thank you for having us uh, for our next uh, round of fix. We are actually going to be reviewing Kristen, uh, who is a uh, OK pianist, which is not. She's just an OK pianist. She's from Oklahoma. Yeah, she's an Oklahoma pianist. <laughs> and she actually did our uh, Dark Ray theme song. So that will be debuting again as our as, as our theme song for our next uh, uh, set of fix that we're going to review. I'm trying to get one out at least once every month. I'm sorry, guys. I'm real slow. Uh, uh, thank you for coming, guys, and welcome to 2021. Right? I hope it's a hell of a lot better than last year. <laughs> Fingers crossed. See you later, guys. Have a good day. Want more recommendations? Get in touch with us on Twitter, Kofi, and Gmail at Smut Hut Podcast. That's Smut Hut with two T's. 